1: All right, let's talk Indochino. Did you know that RJ Barrett is is an ambassador of Indochino? It's like how Steph Curry was an ambassador of a few clothing lines when he Express, first got to Express Mads. <laughs> RJ Barrett's gonna be a star. Plus Indochino is comfy too. I just got a suit. Um pretty cheap. Oh, did
2: you finally get one?
1: I did. I did. I feel pink.
2: like the the return on investment for an Indochino suit is it's it's good. It's well it's worth good. the money.
1: It's good. I got a few weddings to go to. It's a pink suit. I'm ready to roll. Um, So, Indochino, what is Indochino? I guess we should start with. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. It makes suits, shirts, coats, and more. And everything is made to your exact measurements for a great fit. Plus, you get to personalize all the details, including your lapel. I think I'm saying that right. Lining and your own monogram. RJ Barrett's brand new collection with Indochino just dropped. Featuring limited edition fabrics and jacket liners, RJ helped pick out and design himself. Indochino's process is simple. Choose your fa- uh, fabric, pick your customizations, and submit your me- uh, measurements. Your package will be delivered straight to your door in two weeks. You can get measured and design your suit at your nearest Indochino showroom or do it all yourself online at Indochino.com. So right now, you can get $30 off your total purchase of 3 dollars or more at Indochino.com when entering Blue Wire at checkout. Shipping is also free. So that's Indochino.com promo code BlueWire for $30 off your initial purchase of 3 dollars or more. Incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing. You really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't fit.
2: That's going to cost like you know like three grand, five grand, something like that, right? And then and then Indochino came out, and I, I got all these, like, all these like two because I wear <laughs> suits regularly, but two custom suits, and it's like they're, they're pretty nice. What color? Um, one's like a like blue and black. Let's be real. Ah, I uh, ah. Sorry, I don't have use for a pink suit. Anyway, um, we're gonna start with fame.
1: By the way, love big love of the fame vibes. Uh,
2: from e sully with premium light years pod the general light years pod can't even get andy talking (laughs) to the mic we got we got to address this Um, (laughs) well we do think you should all subscribe to premium because we think we're providing some good content over there and uh, if you like light years you're gonna love that Um, we do take pride in our regular podcasts and we always plan to do a good job with that and I feel like people just assume because it's an Asian guy and a Middle Eastern guy. We know what we're doing technically. And you know they, they don't realize we disgraced our families by not being engineers. So um, that was like a one-off. We've, we've fixed our setup here. Hopefully it never happens again. Honestly, yeah. probably going to happen at some point again. <laughs> but we'll try everything we can to avoid it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, what, what did we just talk about on the premium pod today? That was pretty good. We talked love of the fame, love of the game, a couple points. We talked about the draft, what we think the Warriors should do coming up. Got into a bit of a James Wiseman debate, so that should be fun to listen to. I don't even know who that guy is, um, but you, no, you
2: just heard he's good.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> no, but we just kind of talked about the general direction that we think the Warriors are going through, uh, going to, or going to do. So yeah, um, how do you subscribe, Sam? bluewirepodscom premium pretty much that's pretty simple so
2: you just just click it in there you it's it's just like wiring the nigerian prince who emails you millions millions of dollars you know we'll get you back no (laughs) um but let's let's get into our our show today um so dlo 52 in minnesota was that not the perfect tank game because you know i've been kind of annoyed with the way everyone treats D'Lo, like he's Monte Ellis. I'm like, he's better than Monte. It's just like people just assume because he's a ball handler and he doesn't shoot 45% from three, you know, he's Monte Ellis. Um, but he pretty much dominated that game. He was better than Towns. Not that he is better than Towns, but he was better than Towns that night for sure. And then the Warriors losing at the end, which helps in the tanking for that number one pick. <laughs>
1: Monte Ellis, D'Angelo Russell. God, who came up with that
2: one? I don't know. I just saw that floated around. I, I'm i going to get into my theory. Actually, let's, let's start with my theory on this. I'm a little annoyed with Warrior fans. I, I think Warrior fans are acting like San Francisco Giant fans. Oh, God. Did in like 2014-15. Hear me on my theory here, okay? Neither team had really won anything until they did, and then they had like a nice five-year run, right? And I swear to God, Giants fans used to drive me insane because they thought they solved baseball. Like, they thought they came up with some, like, genius system that was unbeatable. What happens? Like, they thought, oh, just pitching and defense will win forever, right? And, you know, the rest of the league caught up and new trends started and they never adapted – and now look where they are. They've been mostly irrelevant for four or five years. Obviously, they have new management, and they're just taking them in a different direction. But instead of like reading the room and just constantly evolving around what they had, they just kind of basked in there. It, it was kind of an intellectual arrogance, like they figured out something no one else could. And that's kind of the vibe I get from Warrior fans, where it's like in 2014, we figured out if we have Steph and Clay and a bunch of goons in this motion offense, high IQ passers, no one can beat the Warriors. And going into 2020, with Steph being 32, Clay being 30 off an ACL, Draymond being 30, and quite frankly, he's not as good as he used to be, at least on offense, right? He might be as good as he's always been on defense. I don't really think they can just throw out a bunch of 3 and D goons next to those guys and win a title again. Like they need to adapt the system. And that's kind of where it annoys me because like, I just constantly see media going into DLO being this trade asset to get Robert Covington DLO being this trade asset to get Josh Akogi or just like a variety of, useful plus role players but i I don't think that's going to get it done i don't think Stephen clay can carry that load into the 220s with a bunch of guys who are really limited offensively like you're just setting yourself up to be a 54 win team who kind of chills in the western conference playoffs
1: but on the opposite side of that okay so first things first i i do think that the giants they're they're um sorry i had to burp um, but the Giants, they had they had their ownership there, their general management there for a long time. So I don't think they That's had true. tried anything different. I think with the Warriors, I'm with you in that they do think they are smarter than who they are, which is fair. I think. A lot by the of way, I'm
2: talking. By like the that. way, I'm talking about the fan base to a degree more mm-hmm. than anything, not um, management, because I get the impression. Lake kind of the opposite. He's always searching for what's next, like almost to the point where Mm -hmm. he doesn't, he doesn't appreciate what's in front of him. You could say. Um, And I think that's different than giants ownership.
1: And the, the, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, Which is also funny because you make this comparison and, you know, most of the times on the internet, you will see that there are no such thing as fans in San Francisco, Um, which is, as we know, uh, not true. Uh, But, My counterpoint to you is that can you win with D'Angelo Russell and Steph Curry in the backcourt? D'Angelo is better than Monte Ellis, but in terms of a fit, is that not kind of similar? No, because he's just such a better passer
2: and shooter. But
1: Mm -hmm.
2: I mean, I think – let me put it this way. I'm 50-50 on – the Warriors getting anywhere far with Delo next to Steph. Like, but my reasoning has nothing to do with the offense. It has everything to do with the defense. I don't think... delo's actually played some... I don't want to say inspired defense, but he's played better defense recently, and like he's trying, but I don't think they can have a good enough defense with those two guards. That's my bigger reason. I don't actually think... I think they can have a championship caliber offense with those three players because I think it's a nightmare to guard Stephen Clay and it makes any guy who can create off the dribble better. And he's really good at creating off the dribble. And I, I think you- inevitably when they when they figure it out, they I mean that's gonna be the number one offense in the NBA if, you know, they roll him back next year.
1: So, so- Okay, uh, so I think this all comes back to. I think you make a great point in terms of uh, forget the fans for a second. I do. I think you make a great point in terms of of management. Is that it is up to Steve Kerr and I say Steve Kerr because it's not up to Bob Myers. He's not the coach. It's not up to Joe Lacob. Their job is to get players in, and next season they'll get players in. They're going to have a good draft pick. They're not going to be hard capped. Yep, they have all these tools to where they will have, you know, eight to nine. NBA players, including healthy Steph, Clay, and Draymond, you would think. Pascal now,
2: will be a year older. He already oh, is an NBA player. He'll probably be
1: an even better NBA player next year. Alec Burks is going to have the max. It's going to be great. And
2: <laughs> by the way, <laughs> Alec Burks looking like the best version of Alec Burks this week is
1: so I know, fun.
2: I I know you appreciate it because um, you definitely were on the Alec Burks is going to be a star bandwagon. He he's supposed to be too. good.
1: Yeah, he's just. He's just he's he's a good six man. Is what he is. He, he, well, okay. So here's my point. You know who else would be the perfect six man? That's why I think the war, that's why. What's that? D'Lo. Yeah, I I think you know Manu Ginobili, right? That's and I I don't think D'Lo going to do it. Uh, he's a max contract player. He's he's too good. Manu is better, but but Ma- Manu, is Manu Manu also
2: had injury issues. Makes it easier when you're Manu or Iguodala, and you know your knees. You have issues with your knees when you go yeah. 35 minutes. So you're like, oh, okay, D-L- I'll buy to this role.
1: Well, you know, D'Lo's already got his 120 mil. But again, he's going to have a shot at another contract in like four years. And he's only going to be like 27. So it's not like he, he can get another 100 mil. Uh, but here's my point. Um, I don't know if a Steph, D'Lo, Clay, Draymond, Looney, you know, kind of starting lineup uh, is, is kind of the best move also don't know if Steve Kirk can do it, and a lot of it comes down to him. But I do think you know, in terms of a number one offense, if you do start Steph Clay and then you have D'Lo come off the bench as a six-man to run that offense when other teams are tired or going up against another bench, now I think you're talking about a team that has championship uh, contender status. Because so
2: I don't really care if he comes off the bench or starts um, because inevitably you're still going to run into the same issue. He's too good to not close games.
1: Right, but it's it's unless still, he's
2: unless he's completely cool being Lou Will, who I don't know if Lou going to close for he's good. He'll probably close fifty percent of the time, but the other fifty percent, they're like, now we'll just let Kawhi take it home, and you know we'll,
1: we'd rather have defense at that position. Well, that that's like the D'Lo problem, right? Like he's he's better than that. Like he's better than what a six man should be, but he's also not good enough to kind of be that. But he's at not least better, he's not better than Steph, is what it comes down to. Or or, or Clay, obviously. So yeah. I, um, but he's also young and he's been better. Like how many fouls is he drawing? Let's start there. Like he's drawn fouls, which you the talked last, about. He needs to work on
2: the last three games. He's had eight plus every game. Um, what was most interesting to me is I pulled up the numbers out of pick and roll. He's fourth in terms of drawing free throws. So like literally when he gets downhill and he should be able to draw, draw fouls, he's, he's pretty big. He's big for a six, five dude, right? Like he's thick. He's strong. He should be able to get into guys and get to a line. Like I'm not asking him to do the James Harden because I would never want to watch that because I like honest basketball.
1: He also is kind of like mini Harden though. <laughs> to be fair,
2: I mean he is in terms of lefty. Loves to slow it down. Like there, but he's he's honest Harden. This is what Harden would look. <laughs> this is what he would look. This is what Harden would look like if he didn't have to um, resort to Bernie Madoff moves. <laughs>
1: beardy made off you came up with that you're you're a sick fuck you know um
2: but yeah i mean it's like so if you look at delo's shot chart you know 37 percent from three which given the degree of difficulty threes he takes is really good that's also the same percentage harden and dame shoot and they take the same type of off the dribble threes right
1: yep um
2: and then he's really good from the mid-range maybe takes a few too many there but he really doesn't get to the rim and he's never got to the rim because like, he's just not that explosive. Um, but if he's going to start getting six to seven free throws a game, I mean, that's the same as getting to the rim. In my opinion.
1: Yeah. And he also, he also, by the way, this team is also getting the free throw line a lot. Um, which is not what you're used to seeing, uh, with Steph, the yeah, Steph gets offense. the
2: rim pretty well too.
1: Yeah. We've talked a lot about him. He's good at that. Um, but yeah I, I think D'Lo, uh, so far this season we've seen him progress I don't know about elite but he's progressed uh, uh, you said the defense is okay I, you know it's fine the, the whole team sucks on defense I don't even yeah. know how, what you can say but uh I mean if, at this
2: point all I'm looking for on defense is effort and a little awareness um I, they're, they're not going to be good on defense but like if there's effort and awareness putting him next to like three good defenders now I'm curious how it looks right yeah. I mean like do you once think- once he plays next to a Looney, a Draymond, a Clay, then then I'll get an honest assessment of can he
1: can he hang in a high level team defense, or is it just there's no chance, right? My my problem now, yeah, my problem now though is that you know all these games are great, all these games make D'Lo look great, but does this really matter um when Stephen Clay comes back? Because there's no way that they run the same offense. And is that Steve Kerr's fault? Is that Steve Kerr's fault or (laughs) – And so this is where I go back to my Giants analogy.
2: Everything revolves around this idea of we have a system and they don't fit into our system. Like the Giants were very big on their pitching and defense thing and they made a point to go just sign pitchers and defense instead of like trying to sign talent and find different things, right? And I don't like the idea of giving up DLO just for someone who fits the system. Like if I, if we're giving up DLO, we better get comparable talent who fits better.
1: Now I'm with, now I'm with you.
2: That, that's what I'm getting at. And I feel like I consistently hear this way too often, which is we'll just get a couple three and D guys. And I'm like, that's great. We both like those kind of guys, but now you're stuck with a team who needs Steph to create at the end of every game that's close, and that's a lot to ask of him as he turns 33, 34,
1: you know? You're also trading for fit now, rather than trading for best player available. And that's kind of the the. the there you go. The, that's
2: that's that's the best way to
1: put it. Yeah. 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 And and you know, people in in football football drafts and NBA drafts, you hear that a lot. Where it's like, hey, you just draft best player available and figure it out. Like the Niners, like you draft Nick Bosa because he's a plus best player on the board. Just because you have D Ford and DeForest Buckner and, and Solomon Thomas was a was a third uh, a third overall pick doesn't mean you don't you don't need more, right? Yeah. You just draft the best guy. You draft the best guy and look at the Niners now. Um and so with the Warriors, it's like, yeah, I mean, Robert Cummington may have more value in in certain analytics. And it's, and mean. An,
2: and it's a very clear fit. Like, let him defend. It
1: really is. Yeah. yeah. But D'Lo has the upside to become someone, like you said, if Steph takes a couple steps off, you know, D'Lo can start to become to run that offense more and more. And Clay, I think, is still going to be that great player um, throughout, you know, all the way to his mid-30s. But he's, he's not also going to be the creator, right? That's not who he yeah. is.
2: And, and just so we're clear, I think Steph's going to be great into his mid-30s. I think our expectations for the load he can carry is what needs to change.
1: Ooh, you sound like Steve Kerr. <laughs>
2: um, well, I think he could run out of pick and roll and score easy right now. But, um, but you know, it's better to have run off 40 screens. Um, I, I just think if the expectation is championship – which my expectation is they compete for championships until until at least Clay's you know thirty four something like that right like the so next four years. Um, you want a, you want another creator around Steph because the older he gets, it's just it's harder for a small guard. Part of Steph's brilliance playing off ball is he can be wildly effective into his late thirties but for him to play off ball you have to actually have someone who's good on ball. You know what I mean? Like so you can't that- like like he can't be playing if he's 36 playing off ball for Draymond who can't score the ball. What does that really get you? Yeah, they're just going to outsmart teams and win 52 games and then lose in the second round. That's 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 what I'm afraid of, trapping yourself into a team that's essentially last year's Utah Jazz where they're like really good but, like, you know they're not getting over the hump.
1: Yeah, and you, you shoot the shot with D'Lo, which which is what they've done. Um, okay, so he, here's, here's here's another point I want to make. Um, Greg Popovich, who is Steve Kerr's favorite person in the world, uh, played a slow-down offense and then changed up to a motion offense. Now he's playing a mid-range offense. Um, and he did those because of the players that he had around him. Greg Popovich has gone on record and said how he doesn't actually like the amount of three-pointers that they shot when they were winning titles or when they were winning that one title uh, against Miami. Yeah.
2: Right. But they had like a nice three to four year run with that team.
1: Exactly. And he wasn't happy about it, but he did it and they won. And I think right now that's the difference between him and Steve Kerr is that Steve Kerr wants to run what he wants to run because that's what he's seen success with. And that's what's the point you're trying to make too, is they want to win it their way. But at a certain point, there are other ways to win a championship. There are other ways to win. Like, Maybe you can win it the way that the Houston Rockets win it, um, if you have better top level talent, right? It doesn't mean that the Rockets' way can't win. It's just maybe they just need Steph Curry and Chris Paul's place. Maybe they need D'Lo and Harden's would, place. Maybe you say, have. Play. I would say
2: you, you need Steph and Harden's place because he won't shy away in the moment. But yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, right. I was just thinking point guards, but um, I, I, I think that's the point, and I think that Steve Kerr is unable to kind of recognize that right now i think you'd agree with that because um
2: you, you just, it's just a reminder that he's only been a coach for five years he kind of but he was a gm too and when he by the way that's not a good argument for you when he was a gm he traded sean marion for Shaq, i know even I know. though he had steven ash and he wanted to change the offense to get nash out of less pick and roll which i mean come on bro
0: and then he ended <laughs> up
2: firing dan tony
1: but to, his, it's, but, but to his
2: credit, he'll admit, you know, it was a mistake, but like it lets you know where his intuition is and where it, what, yeah, his, he, what his gut feeling is, so to say.
1: Also shows me that he's had experience, he's done it before, so he should be able to kind of at least know what fails and what, you know, what's should work or what he should try. And right now, that's the problem. All right, I got to do reads. What do we got? We got Harry's. Humans have been shaving for thousands of years and the secret to a great shave hasn't changed much. Haven't hasn't changed much. Wow. The ancient Greeks didn't need flex balls or heated handles and neither do you. That's why Harry's doesn't overcharge you to add gimmicky features to their razors. They focus on delivering what actually matters. Sharp, durable blades at a fair price. Harry's is a return to the essential quality, durable blades at a fair price, $2 per blade. They've cut out the middleman manufacturing blades in their German blade factory that's been honing precision blades for a century which means you get incredibly high quality blades at factory direct prices harry's is super convenient blade refills are delivered directly to your door on your schedule with or without a uh, subscription and there's no risk to you for trying them out if you don't love their shave let them know and they'll give you a full refund i'm actually decked out in all harry's now i legit get like a box a week i don't know what it all is shaving cream razors is that like oil like aftershave stuff it's amazing um so the oils,
2: the oils and aftershave are actually really nice so I, I you know i like to have my beard so my shavings more grooming oh. um and when you when you have a beard um those little uh, aftershaves and, and oils make all the difference so there you go just throwing uh, that in there
1: love it Listeners of Sam and I show light Yours podcast can redeem their Harry's trial set Harry's.com slash blue wire. As always, you'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip five blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. So go to Harry's.com slash blue wire to start shaving better today. All right. I got one more. We got your favorite one, Sam. Let's, Roman? Yeah, let's talk Roman. <laughs> let's talk Roman. Well, talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually, we just brush it all off or blame ourselves saying things like, I lost my mojo. <laughs> or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work. Or, Sam's favorite, sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. <laughs> but, wh- <laughs> but with Roman, it is easy to talk about it. With a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe totally discreet with Roman. You can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two day shipping. The whole process is straightforward. Um, getting, uh, what did I say? Oh, getting started is simple. Get Roman.com slash blue wire, complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be hard to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete the online visit today. Connect with the doctor. Take care of it. One more time. So go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire. Free visit online. Free two-day shipping. GetRoman.com slash BlueWire.
2: Nice. Um, Alright, so we're going to start transitioning to less Warriors talk on this pod. Not less, but like we're, we're going to do what we always do, which is talk about the league as a whole. Um, so Actually, before we go there, someone did point this out to me. We did a love of the game, Mount Rushmore last week, and we only had three. So we owe a fourth. We have Steph, Duncan, Dirk. Who's our fourth?
1: Steph, Duncan, Dirk. That's a tough one. Do you have one? I mean, I'm going to go Jordan. Just
2: because it's a goat. <laughs> but all his, Jordan- all his peers call him that, not the people he pays to go on his barbershop show. Like actual peers. Like people who he beat the shit out of. Literally say,
1: This guy's God. So You know, I I, I, I was thinking before the podcast about Kobe. But anytime you give yourself a nickname, I might have to disqualify you. You know who I do like? Who? Steve Nash. I only say this because he's my favorite. He's my favorite player growing up, and now Steph Curry is my favorite player. I um,
2: oh, yes, yeah, so I forgot. Andy tried to do the Nash hair for a
1: while. I did, I did have the Nash. I had the Nash hair. Okay, it wasn't pretty. Um, I even did the, uh, the the lick the fingers and pull the hair back. Oh, the, 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 the Steve Nash. Oh man, I, I love. I did love. I do think love of the game. Part of a lot. Love,
2: part of love of the game is is weird oral hygiene, like chewing on your mouth guard or licking your fingers through your hair. <laughs> that
1: that is uh, that is peak love of the game. I think a lot of it too is uh, with Steve Nash. He played how you know he kind of played the style he wanted to play. He and then he also kind of revolutionized the game in a way that only he could do it. Um, and I think a lot of that you know I think that speaks a lot to love of the game because. You know, seven seconds or less couldn't have been made possible without him. A lot of what Steph Curry does, not possible without him. Tim Duncan's leadership style, same thing. Um, so I think with Steve Nash, the way he kind of changed um, and made guys like Sean Marion. Quinn Richardson, Joe Johnson, a lot of these guys who maybe would have been mediocre players. Oh, that's big three legend, Joe Johnson. Yeah, that is true. Amari Stoudemire, who probably would have been great no matter what, but like they formed. But he a, certainly
2: a, made the he he mm-hmm. he brought the best out of him. It's
1: like Clay. Clay would be great no matter what, but playing mm-hmm. next to Steph kind of brings the best version of Clay out. Exactly. And, and so I think um in the in the he never and also he he kind of got robbed, I in my opinion, of the championship by Robert Ory and that Spurs team. Didn't really, you know, he wasn't happy about it, but he didn't, you know, create his own show and do all this stuff and, and say about, you know, say all these types of things to kind dis, um, of discredit this person. He spurt. should have had the hair
2: salon. Not the, yeah, shop. the
1: hair salon. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I think Steve Nash would be my pick. He's, he's a guy that probably should have won a title, but he changed the NBA and how you view basketball.
2: You know, um, what, Nash is always going to be important for me because um, like you, I just grew up loving hoop. And um, Jordan was everything to me when I was a kid, right? Mm. And then the post-Jordan years, like, outside of Iverson, I mean, it was just – I feel like the the Suns in 2004 kind of, like, reignited my love with the NBA in a way. Like, those Kobe Shaq years and, like, losing to the Kings – And, like, a lot of that basketball is really hard to watch. And, I don't know, I was a teenager too, so I was ultra cynical about it being fixed and everything. (sighs) You know? And, like, even the Spurs and everything. And, like, those Nash Suns were just such a breath of fresh air. Like, I don't know anyone, unless you were a Laker or a Spurs fan, I don't know anyone who didn't love those Phoenix Suns. Like, if you're a fan of the other 20-some teams who didn't have a shot at winning the title, so you were just kind of, you know... Kind of navel gazing like the good teams, right? Um, they were all Suns fans,
1: yeah. I mean, they they also were kind of the, the start to uh to what the what the Warriors became. The Warriors just what the entire fast.
2: league became, really,
1: yeah. yeah. And the Warriors just added defense to it. I don't even think the Suns were that bad on defense, they just played it, such a high pace. It's like, what do you expect? They
2: right? weren't. The Suns were one. This is where Draymond, um, if Draymond actually drops off as a player, which I'm not convinced you will, but this is where Draymond, um. The Warriors played um, – if the Suns had a Draymond, they'd probably won a title. They were like one oh, yeah. defender away. Oh. you know. like Iguodala. Sean, Sean Marion was elite. Um, he was basically Iguodala actually. <laughs> yeah, or like if Amari Stoudemire could cover a pick and roll. you know That, that would help too. But <laughs> in, so inevitably bad. their biggest issue was they had maybe the best offensive big man and the best offensive perimeter player, but neither of them could guard their own shadow. Can't have two guys like that and
1: win a title. Yep. Yep. And that's where, that's where Draymond they, Green changed the game with and, Steph. And
2: they might, they might, and with all that said, you're right. They might have still won the title if not for Robert Ory.
1: Ridiculous. I, you know, I'd probably throw Larry Bird here just because of the stories, but I've never seen him play, so we I can't, can't really say White anything guys? about it. <laughs> 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 Shit. You know what? I'm going to throw Christian McCaffrey in there. Throw Cooper <laughs> Cup in there. <laughs> Nick uh, Mosa. Nick Bosa. Well, uh, Love of the wall, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> Jimmy G, Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy G. By the way, big time, uh, big time game tomorrow for the Niners. If they win that, they—I'm not gonna say they're locking up first first overall seed, but the Saints lost. You know, the Packers lost last week. If they if they give the Seahawks a third loss, I mean, without Kittle too, might be we might be going through Levi's straight to Miami. Sam, your thoughts?
2: Uh, if they win tomorrow, I think they're going to win the first seed just because the Saints lost today. And now they can just go to New Orleans and lose, and it doesn't matter. They'll still be above them, right? Um, but they might get it either way, even if they lose tomorrow. Like, they're 8-0. Yeah, they, yeah. It's it's a uh, – they got a rough schedule, but they're definitely good enough. Like, I, I I still don't think enough credit gets given to their defense. I think that's what kind of drives me. Insane. You at the really net. think that? Yes. I don't think nationally or locally people talk about their defense with the reverence it deserves. Like that defense is filthy good. Like it's not like just – if they repeat what they did in the first eight weeks, in the second eight weeks, it's like all-time good is what I'm saying. I, I,
1: I think that defense gets talked about a lot. I think it, it's, it's the flat. It's Kyle Shanahan though and Kyle Shanahan's known for that offense. And right. man, that offense. And that is, offense is
2: mediocre. I mean – Okay mediocre mean it's fine but like <laughs> they're not winning at this clip if this defense isn't like let me put it this way this defense is closer to being historic than that offense is
1: okay well yes because this defense is historic
2: all right anyway back to the nba um inevitably i'm gonna i don't even
1: annoyed. know why you, first nah, of all your raiders know. are a game behind the chiefs you should be happy okay? i am
2: they're they're sneaky like now i'm just gonna get annoyed they're moving again
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, anyway, i forgot about that
2: um I, i'm like trying to transition off of being a raiders fan because <laughs> it's just like it's just a bad relationship anyway um, uh
1: let's transition to the back to the warriors what do we got now we i want to actually
2: get to the um oh yeah rest, the of, league, league rest of the league league is a whole so pg yeah. pg 13 paul george who i think i like more than most people i think he's I don't want to say he's my guy, but like you know how there's a couple guys you think are just better than what consensus thinks. I'm a big Paul George guy. Um, he's if he doesn't play Monday, he will play at some point next week. But the rumors are he's going to play his first game Monday, and um, I'm curious w- what you think about who's the best LA team because the Lakers have, I mean they've been shockingly amazing on defense. I thought. I thought, if anything, the Clippers would be, like, peak Warriors, um, peak Jordan Bulls, switchy defense good with Paul George. But, like, this Laker team looks ridiculous.
1: Um, People weren't happy with this when I tweeted this the other day about how the Lakers are fun to watch play basketball. If the seasons, if the playoffs started today, I think the Lakers win the championship.
2: Thankfully, it doesn't.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. But – Man, they look good. They look good. LeBron James looks good. Your Wash King looks great. Anthony Davis looks good. I,
2: I, I think here's here's my take. I think Dwight is more impactful than Anthony Davis right now.
1: Okay, all right, uh, you
2: like, know what? I'm gonna I let mean, you go I, I, ahead. I'm I gonna let you go ahead. I don't think it's gonna last. Don't get me wrong, but I I think he's more impactful in the way that Pete Draymond's more impactful than Pete Clay. Does that make sense? Like he has been. I, it, Maybe it's maybe it's just my shock factor. Like I didn't think Dwight could do this, but he looks like a facsimile of peak Orlando Dwight with just guarding like half the team by himself. Like he's in shape, he's moving really well. He's always had good hands and instincts on defense. Um, Despite being an oddball, he is a high IQ defender, Um, and I think that you know what's funny to me. They're probably 5 and 4 if they have Boogie. They're probably a little better on offense and a ton worse on defense. And Boogie's injury might have been the best thing that happened to them because now they got this motivated version of Dwight. AD is always going to be a high end defender. He's he's defensive player of the year caliber. Danny Green's always going to be a high end defender and LeBron's engaged, so basically it's like we're gonna play amazing defense and then just let LeBron run the offense. In many ways, it's similar to what the Warriors did when they had it was just like, you know, we're gonna lock in defensively and just let Steph make the plays that matter. And that's where it's kind of scary, where like I didn't I just didn't think Dwight had this level in him, is what it comes down to.
1: Yeah. Um, highly doubtful this last to all season and also last into the postseason. But I see particularly your particularly because
2: of their age. That's that's the biggest thing. Um, even like I I want to make all those jokes about like you know Dwight demanding post ups, but even if he never like goes through that phase, I mean he's just had a lot of injuries.
1: Uh, they're also a team that I think these two th- these two teams I think that that are the favorites, the Lakers and the Clippers by far. Um, also think that you know like beer goggles. Now that the Warriors aren't in the league anymore, the KD Warriors, or even the '73 one Warriors, now that they're not in the league anymore, these teams do look better than I think, and they do get tabbed as contenders more than they should be if they were playing against a Warriors team that was still, you know, not uh, still alive and not sitting on the sideline. (laughs) Um,
2: I I would say, um, do you have any Clipper thoughts also? Or are you are you with me where it's like, let me see how they look with Paul George after yeah. the games.
1: Yeah, and and also it's like we should probably talk about load management, but you know, they're already wet resting Kawhi. There's really not much I think that kinda you can say about the Clippers now. Um they almost feel like the Raptors of last season. It's pretty much what they look like.
2: I think uh, I'll never forget this. Amin compared Amin Al Hassan compared the Spurs sitting guys on National TV your Boy who shows up to the party Eats pizza and then doesn't throw down cash That's that's always what I'll Think of when I think of load management Like they're all like oh they're cool Taking their share of the national TV money But you know Screw you I'm gonna you know I'm gonna let Kawhi uh, rest Because we don't Care about contributing we just want We just want to vulture in and win
1: Well whose fault is that Or are we, are we, are we supposed to Can we Place fault on multiple people, like what? What's kind of the basis around that? Because, you know, I I get kind of the side where it's like, hey, you should have players play. But I'm also like, well, if Kawhi is injured and you do want him to win a championship and you want him healthy in the playoffs, I wouldn't play him either. So, my thing is like, it's it's a hard situation. I think it's kind of up to the NBA and everyone else around to fix this too, because you can't just blame a certain. You can't just blame either the players or kind of the or Adam Silver on this thing because, I mean, eighty-two games is bullshit. It's, it's ultimately what it is.
2: Yeah. Um, well, and then and then I guess to the other point. What what happens if he doesn't play? People are going to send mean tweets. You know, like there, like maybe if there was a punishment for not playing national TV when you could, then maybe teams would have to make decisions right like maybe you wouldn't rest him on the non-national tv game is what
1: it comes down to and that's fair and then and then i was thinking about the other day and and if the nba's goal here is you know thinking about tv ratings and you know why they're they're down well it's because nobody cares about november games or december games and nobody cares about these games because players are resting also because these games don't mean anything what if you had 60 games, right? It's like it's it's simple, but then it's also like, well, do you get paid more, right? It's all those arguments right. about a lesser schedule. It's all like all that stuff, but what what's the priority here, right? Do you want ratings to go up? Do you want players to play more? Because if this is if they're just going to keep it this way, I, I can't blame Kawhi for sitting 20 games. I can't blame these guys, you know. Now the bullshit stuff is LeBron, where he comes out here and says, you know, oh no, no, I, I would never low manage stuff like this. Like, shut up! Like, get I've, out
2: of here. You've already done it. You already took off to uh to Miami mid-season, yeah, and then came back re-energized. I wonder what it was. Yeah. How did you yeah. get re-energized, LeBron? How did you get <laughs>
1: re-energized? Guys, full of shit. Um, you had any other thoughts on low management? Um, yeah, we'll get you, back. We'll...
2: There'll probably be like fourteen other times to talk about it. <laughs> Um I wanted to get back to this. So gun to your head, would you say the two LA teams kind of seem destined to meet in the Western Conference
1: Finals? Yes. Without a doubt.
2: So I guess my question for you is, who do you think has the best shot to ruin that party? Right now. November tenth, eleventh, veterans happy Veterans Day, people. <laughs>
1: Um, I'm going down the list. I've watched the Jazz. I don't see it. I've watched the Nuggets. You
2: don't see it because Mike Conley is shooting eighteen <laughs> percent.
1: Well, I also don't see it because even if Mike Conley was prime, Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell's still not good enough.
2: He's been so good though. Like the, But I, I I agree with you. I
1: think I need to see more to buy it as a step but um he's been really good. You need Donovan Mitchell to be like prime Damian Lillard and that's not prime even T prime Wade. Steph- And that's not yeah, and that's not even Steph Curry level yet. I'm just talking about impact. Like sure. You need him to get to like maybe he's like two or three levels below.
2: Can I read you his numbers elite. right now just to be clear? Uh, he's going to make all-star this year. I'll put money on it. 25 5 and 4 49% from the field. Forty-three percent from three. He's the most efficient he's ever been. Obviously, it helps getting rid of Rubio and Crowder for two guys who defenders actually guard. I don't know if we'll continue shooting forty-nine percent, but he's he's definitely more efficient right now. So I, I don't know. I'm intrigued.
1: I legitly cannot pick a team that I think is going to be able to crash that party. No, not bye. if guys are healthy. Not Denver. Not Al Bundy at center. Yeah, you see just see that that's the problem because these guys have players that are good. Like the the issue with the Jazz, I just don't think they have enough great players. Denver has one great player. The, and the
2: Jazz are the Jazz are like the 2004 Pistons in the sense of like you recognize every player. There's like B plus good, but you're like I don't know, man. You know, like yeah. may, maybe they just hit that perfect like everything hits and they're that team with
1: no like superstar, but I don't know. Bojan Bogdanovic gets paid, you know, 20 plus million a year, but like in a playoffs, se- <laughs> what is it? 17. You said, yeah. uh, but in a playoff series, I'd rather have Danny green, uh, I'm just especially well, when around players that are Bojan good. Bojan had a great series against LeBron two years ago. He did. LeBron. Yeah, he did. But still, um, the playoffs are always different. I, I just, I don't see any team. I, I do you, I, I legitly i I can't pick a single team. Like the West is great, but I don't just think not you're taking Houston. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even look at Houston. By the way, they look. They, they're winning, <laughs> but they look miserable. I
2: almost want to take. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you. I feel like Dallas. Is, oh my god, is interesting because of how good Doncic is, but like no chance. They're like they're like eight roster moves away from like I could see Doncic and Chris Kristaps being that like duo.
1: Um, maybe a few years away too. Yeah. It might be good enough to get there.
2: That's, that's true too. I guess I'd go Utah. Um, at this point, Mike Conley shooting 34%. So, and I don't think he's washed. Um, I just think when you go like two for 40 in your first two games, it's going to take you like a month and a half to get your percentages back to normal. Sure. Um, I would I guess I would say is the only team I think is potentially capable. Uh but you know, I'm not buying it. I kind of feel like unless there's an injury, these two LA teams are on a crash course and you know, the yes fans are going to be really happy about that.
1: <laughs> um and and that's where that's where the Paul George is going to come into play cuz um a lot of what the Clippers do uh it's like Lou Williams is not a playoff, he's not a guy that's gonna, he, up he's his not level a conference coach. finals player, right? He might be good, but he's not gonna be better. He's not gonna be better than what he was in the regular season in the postseason. Like Draymond says, he's not a 16 game player, right? That's not who he is. Yeah. Like, he'll still be solid for like 20 minutes, but you're not really relying on him. And that's that's where you might, um, need,
2: you might need to play him only 10 minutes in some games because it's mm-hmm. too you know, th- they're picking on him, and you're like, we, we need to go full defense this game.
1: And LeBron James is probably the number one guy in the league at kind of finding the right players to pick on. Like he slows the game down and does it in a way that's – I can't. why am I doing this, Sam? I can't believe I'm doing a LeBron James appreciation uh, segment here. But um, –
2: HGH, bro. HGH.
1: We're, we're going to need Paul George back. Uh, I, I'm going to have to see that. It will be interesting because I, weird, I do think – It's
2: weird because like, yeah, I mean I, I'm not going to hide it. I don't want the Lakers to win. So, uh, but
1: now I'm rooting for the Clippers, which is kind of weird, but you know, whatever. The Clippers defense might also be a little overrated. Um, I just uh, don't know.
2: I got to see it. Like, you know, I think Paul George is a better wing defender than Kawhi. I actually think Kawhi's better as a Draymond type defender these days than a wing defender. Like, I think he's better playing the free safety role because one, he's... I mean, he's, he's as high IQ as they come, right? He sees the court wall. and then two, like I mean, he j- just let him play the passing lanes. He's gonna get like five steals.
1: Um, the Warriors, if they had a fully healthy team, would have been in that mix.
2: <laughs> I don't um, know. I don't know. Maybe
1: with Clay, I'm I'm counting Clay though. That that's why I'm not talking about. The, the okay, team in the okay, beginning. okay. yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. If they if they're fully healthy not, and not just clay back after the ACL tear, but like clay, clay,
1: like clay next season would be fully healthy is what we're all assuming here. Um, just because it's going to be a year and a half or so. Uh, but yeah, that that's a team that I probably would have put in that mix. I mean, for sure would have put in that mix uh, again, depending on how Steve Kerr kind of runs this thing, right? Um, which we've kind of talked about at nauseum. But uh, uh, you looking at the Eastern Conference too? I'm not impressed with the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm not gonna say I've watched every game.
2: Not no, they're, impressed. They're definitely doing their part to make it so that our Giannis to Warriors yes theories are not um, crackpot. But uh, but yeah, no, I mean Boston's been the best team in the East. Um, but that's not gonna hold up, you know. Like Philly's the most talented. Um. I don't know. I feel like Miami is the most surprising in the East for me. Yes, I kind of, well, not surprising, but like, Hey, I feel like Miami is one player away from winning the East. So Chris Paul, Oh, uh, that's a tough one. What would you think of the, the, the bigger rumor is Milwaukee going all in on Chris Paul. How do you feel if they turn blood? So, and some, you know, side change, into Chris
1: Paul. Do you think they're all of a sudden the team? God, I'm so happy you brought that up. There is no quicker way to get Giannis out of Milwaukee (laughs) than than for their front office to trade for Chris Paul, for Chris Paul to inevitably, inevitably blow up in the second round, scream at Giannis... And for that thing to just fall apart. There's no You don't think line. he's
2: learned his lesson? <laughs> you don't think he's learned his lesson after Blake, DeAndre, Harden, uh Pedro Stoyakovich,
1: uh oh, really boy. Green.
2: I don't know, I don't know. I'm just listening
1: that. was that was sick. Uh <laughs> that was nice.
2: Um You're talking about the um the Packers game, right?
1: Yeah, that that Rogers throw was sick. No, but I'm <laughs> saying uh that uh that that reference that you made was filthy. Um I, I, that was a joke, kind of, uh, about Chris Paul, but um, I think the I think the Sixers, if there's one team that negates the length and size of LeBron and Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard, is it not the Sixers? Is it not Joel Embiid, Al Horford? Um, yeah, how
2: excited do you think they are? The Warriors are out of it this year, so they can play big ball, and like LeBron, I mean LeBron should be. The most supercharged version of Draymond ever, but he's like, mm-hmm. he doesn't want to play that way.
1: Yep. Um, so now
2: he can play his big ball.
1: Um, and then it, it, the, now that the Warriors and Steph are out and people are back to kind of doing oh, what I, they I do, didn't right?
2: Even, I didn't even think about this. They're going to, all the
1: broadcasts are going to be how that was a fad,
2: <laughs> but it's never coming back. Oh, God. I don't even want to think about that. Let's just get out of here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, good stuff.